Welcome back. Once again, this is episode number three of the Music Money Makeover Show. And I am your host, Casey Graham. I'm the only host that's ever been here. But tonight's topic is the CD Baby Distro Publishing and Sync Agreement. Uh, to bring this up really quick, I've had a lot of people talk about, you know, oh, you know, this thing about the CD Baby publishing contract, it seems to be getting in the way. And then for me, with my business, CD Baby has been getting in the way of things that I've been doing with my business. So I wanted to kind of kind of straighten some things out here because I CD Baby does it. Uh, I think it's a little bit much, right? I, I really do feel that the agreement with CD Baby, even though it is great, and I will say that after going through the agreement, it's pretty, pretty bang up solid. But I will get into the things that I don't like about the CD Baby, Baby agreement. All right. So uh, a couple things before we get started. Yes, the library has launched. It launched last week. Thank you to everybody who has sent stuff in to submit things for TV and film and any other thing that can be synced. I appreciate you all. I have been totally overwhelmed with submissions, but you all can keep sending, keep sending, keep sending. Um, you can actually go to my website, district24music.com, and at the top, hit the submit Hit, uh, hit the submit music button at the top and you can send music into the library to be considered for television film and any synchronization purposes as there are a lot of things coming into the works for synchronization as technology begins to unfold all right also you can check this podcast out on spotify it will be there live tomorrow but i put things up tonight but it'll be there live tomorrow you can go back and catch the recap of all of this in its audio form on spotify breaker google podcast radio public and all that good stuff all right so let's jump right in because we don't have much time and we're getting started what's going on instagram i see you all right here below um and let's let's away we go right here all right so the first thing I want to touch on is this distribution addendum with CD Baby. And I think that a lot of people don't really take a look at the contracts that you all do with TuneCore, with, you know, Ditto Music, DistroKid, all of these distributors. A lot of people don't take a look at the, con the contract that you agree to. The thing about it is this is your very first distribution contract, okay? And you all should really pay attention to what's written inside of it and what the service will actually do for you, okay? So let's jump in. Um, under CD, I'm using CD Baby because I've had a lot of issue with them, but I'll weigh the pros and the cons of it. All right, so under section one of CD Baby's distro deal, not the publishing, but the distro, okay? The first thing that I run into, that's the, I, I throw it up as a caution, is under the additional authorization, the rights granted by you to CD Baby um, under their digital distribution addendum are exclusive, all right? I only put that in there as a caution. You'll find these in my notes after the show is over. Um, understand that when you sign these contracts, you are exclusively giving and granting the rights to your distributor for distribution on these streaming platforms, okay? You cannot distribute twice unless you actually use a different artist's name. That's the only way you can distribute twice. You can use the same ISRC and all that good stuff, all right? Here's the first con I found with this, all right? The rights granted are also exclusive as to acting as your collection agent with respect to royalties owed to you as the sound recording copyright owner by third party licensing, okay? Organizations such as Sound Exchange. This is the first red flag I saw with CD Baby because what you don't know is when you sign up for CD Baby, or maybe some of the others, I don't know, I have to look into their contracts, but this is mainly for CD Baby, that they want to collect your sound exchange royalties. I have an issue with that, okay? The reason why I have an issue with CD Baby collecting the sound exchange royalties is because that money comes into that pool that CD Baby collects, all right? So 
Sound Exchange is a government non-for-profit, not-for-profit agency that pays money for the digital performance rights of the recording. And it's paid to the record label and to the artist, okay? That money leaves there and they take 4.9 to 5% of that money. And then they ship it off to CD Baby. CD Baby will slice off their 9%, okay? So if you understand, if we go from 5% at Sound Exchange to 9% at CD Baby, you understand? We just we just cut 14% of our money. And a lot of people know that when you sign up for CD Baby, they will take that Sound Exchange digital performance rights royalties that are that are, that could be owed to you without the extra fee on top if you just signed up directly with Sound Exchange. Here's the pro. Uh, under section three that that you know states what you can do with those rights, you can opt out. But the average person does not opt out. Alright? So if you opt in by just signing up and just clicking, yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree, then you will be right in and they will start taking your money. If you don't want CD Baby to collect digital performance royalties from Sound Exchange on your behalf, which you really never knew, right? But this is in their agreement, then check this out. This is the, the workaround they want you to go into, all right? If you don't want CD Baby to collect digital performance royalties from or register with Sound Exchange or any other similar licensing agencies, whichever those are, I think we're gonna get a little bit deeper as we go later uh, on your behalf. You may opt out of such collection by re and, and registration by one, emailing us at cdbaby at cdbaby.com. How are you supposed to get through all of those emails, thousands of emails daily to CD Baby, that same email address, right? Or opting out from your CD Baby members dashboard. I haven't seen this button. Maybe it's maybe it's like deep down in the dashboard somewhere. I, I got to find this button because I haven't seen it. If any of you all have seen this button, then please let me know in the comment section. All right. Um, so that was basically section one and section two. Those were the pros and cons of that. I mean, section one and section three, section four. And we're on the distro agreement. All right. I haven't gotten to the publishing or the sync agreement, but we're on the, the distro agreement right now. Our distribu distribution. Here's another caution flag right here. Uh, payments to you, okay? This is just to alert you all of the percentage that CD Baby is taking, okay? Uh, wholesale rates, all right? For digital content resold through our licensees, including by way of example, and not a limitation, iTunes, Amazon Music, all that, blah, blah, blah. We will pay you an amount equal to 91% of the wholesale price actually received by us from our licensees all right, blah, blah, blah. Now, this wholesale price that they're talking about is the price that they will get, the monies they will receive from the streaming services. Because remember, the streaming services will take up to 30% of that money off the top before you get it. Then CD Baby will come in and cut another 9% off, leaving you with 91% of that wholesale price or what they got from the, uh, from the streaming services, okay? Um, just just throwing it up. I'm not saying that it's bad. Every every platform has their own thing, whether it's 10% because I distribute with United Masters. They take 10%, but their setup is a little bit different. I distribute with DistroKid and it's it they give you 100%, all right? But you pay a yearly fee, all right? So I got different perspectives on these things. CD Baby is one that's just like, uh, they kind of give me roadblocks sometimes. But you know, they all have their roadblocks, all right? Here's a con under section four when it comes to payments. Yes. All right, we're back on the digital performance rights, all right? So they say we will pay you an amount equal to 91%, just like I said, uh, of the digital performance royalties and other amounts actually owed, I mean, and collected by us on your behalf in connection with your uh, digital performance rights. Okay, this is the stuff coming from Sound Exchange, like we've been saying, all right? And we will retain the remaining 9% as our fee for the digital performance administration services. If we incur any out-of-pocket expenses, costs, or fees in connection with the collection, in connection with the collection of the distribution of such performance royalties, or the management or administration of your digital performance rights, we may deduct such amounts from the amounts payable to you. 
how do you know how much at this point after the nine percent that they're gonna take i'm not being i'm being fickle about it but i'm just also being real about it we don't know so we do know the nine percent is there we do know that sound sound exchange itself before they send the money out they will be taking 4.9 percent and i'm pretty sure it's at a solid five now of the money 14 percent of your digital performance money is now gone if you let cd baby collect your sound exchange royalties you back it down to five percent if you just go directly to sound exchange all right now that was the only con to the distribution contract other than that cd baby is good on distribution for me okay here let's hop into um and and, and let me be clear i did not touch on their consignment agreement for the simple fact that I know a lot of people don't distribute CDs anymore. But, you know, it's there. There there are some typical record label situations with CD Baby and their printing company, Oasis. I didn't get into that. I'm just only talking to the people that actually use the streaming service only. I can get into that next week. If you want, just drop a comment down there. All right, let's jump into the sync distribution portion of this contract with CD Baby. First pro, section one, we have a pro right here, okay? Good stuff. This addendum, we're talking about the sync portion of the agreement now. This addendum allows us to provide your authorized content defined below uh, to our licensees that specialize in licensing. All right, sound recordings and the musical works embodied therein for a variety of contexts. Film, television, video games, websites, multimedia, user-generated content. You're going to hear this word a lot unfold the more and more of you all that start to dig into this music stuff. Um, user-generated content is a big, 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 big market that is still not... It probably won't be, it's it's tapped, but it's not untapped. And people are still tri still trying to figure out how to monetize it, okay? Um, podcasts are slowly becoming a monetized thing, slowly, but they're getting there very fast, all right? And various application programming interfaces, all right? API services. That's a caution. I mean, that's a pro, all right? Caution, all licenses and authorizations granted and all representations, warranties, undertakings, and covenants made by you under sync distribution addendum are for uses and exploitations uh, throughout the universe. I just want to let you know that you should be aware of that. Cautions don't mean that there's something wrong with it. All right, and you all will have all these notes will be up on my Medium page after the show or early tomorrow morning so you can see what I'm talking about. But the good thing is with this sync agreement is that they give you so many options for synchronization and putting it in different places. Now, let's look at even more, all right? So here's more options. Let's explain the sync definition by way of CD Baby, okay? Here's the additional definition, section two, pro, okay? Sync means contracts of any duration permitting third parties to synchronize perform, including public performance, uh, a display, communicate to the public, that's important, reproduce, deliver, transmit, and or otherwise use your authorized content in or in, a, or in connection with any and all media. And by means, by any means now known hereafter advised, devised, including, watch this. Now, here's the layout. Here's the layout of everything. All right. Before I told you it was films, videos, television programs. Uh, that's cable and digital cable advertisement, including commercials online as well. Games. That's like app games, console games, computer games, background music. That's on hold music in store music, corporate projects and works. All right. That's like video slide. That's like when corporate companies need to produce a film to train people, they sync stuff for that, okay? Um, so that's like videos, slideshows, presentations, social media channels, teleconferences, podcasts, social media sites, video blogs, 
and any merchandise, toys, new media projects, and to exploit your authorized content, okay, in any and all online mobile media. So we're talking that, that mobile media definition means like when you go to Instagram now and you put this actually got amended like a couple months ago. When you go to Instagram and you want a song, you hit the like the, the song search button at the top. The first people to implement songs onto Instagram was CD Baby. TuneCore shortly followed after that. Like immediately, boom, boom, CD Baby, TuneCore, bam. And then they're now on and then all the major labels. It all happened like in the same month. But CD Baby hit it first and now that's a synchronization for you. All right, I don't know what the, the money is around that because I'm, sh I'm sure they got a license from Instagram and Facebook to do that. But this is all good. This is good sync stuff for CD Baby. Win-win for CD Baby. I'm not promoting CD Baby, but I'm just saying we're, we're digging through this contract. All right, section three, additional grants. This is a caution, okay? In addition to the rights granted in the CD Baby Artist Agreement, you hereby grant to CD Baby the non-exclusive right to sub-licensees and to our designated licensees uh, the non-exclusive right to represent your authorized content for use on a non-exclusive basis during the term and throughout the universe in strict compliance with this sync distribution addendum and any agreement separately entered into between CD Baby and a licensee. All right? What does that mean? Okay, this means that the contract that you signed with CD Baby, they can take it and assign it to someone else under a non-exclusive agreement. So let's say CD Baby's doing work, they can outsource work so many times. You don't know where it's going. It's just like a giant spiraling thing. They can outsource so much work on so many contracts and you won't even know where this stuff is going. That's a caution. Not necessarily a bad thing. Publishing companies do that to get more money. Any publishing company will have that clause in their contract, but it's something to just watch out for. Because by the time I finish reading the sync portion, which is in a couple more clauses, you'll understand where I'm coming from with that. All right. Um, content ID. This is under section four. Con exclusive content ID administration rights. I don't necessarily like that. Being a publisher and a library owner, my take on it is this. For content ID, you can get a decent rate at 20%. You don't have to let CD Baby do this. Every distributor has an opt-out for this. But their rate is 30%. It's a little pricey for me, all right? I think that if you can find a content ID um, company like AdRev, AdRev is good, put your music on AdRev, and they collect at a rate of 20%. Way cheaper than 30%, especially if you're doing a lot of numbers on YouTube, all right? That's a con for me. I don't like that. 30% is pretty high. All right, let's go. Let's hit it with another pro. Let's not be so down in the dumps about everything. All right. So um, one thing I like about this sync agreement is the term, the term of this agreement. The term of this sync agreement uh, commences on the date which you, you know, which day which in which you clicked. I agree. All right. The button on the sync contract. And uh, it will continue unless and until terminated, which is good. All right. If you wish to terminate the authorized term, you must provide us with written notice at cdbaby at cdbaby.com. Here we go again with that stupid email address that thousands of people will be emailing daily. And how is your email going to get answered? A lot of these distro companies don't have phone numbers. Okay. They just don't. They want you to email. But the cool thing is you can terminate your agreement through email. And within seven business days of our receipt of your termination no notice, which means it could take them 30 days to get it. You don't know. All right. We shall advise licensees that they are no longer authorized to represent your content. Cool. Great. So we got to out to this contract if we don't like it. And it's not that big. We just, when they get it, they'll terminate it. So that's cool. Any questions? If anybody has any questions, we can drop it down, drop it down in the uh, comment section.
All right. So let's uh, finish out this sync agreement. Couple cautionary uh, sections here. Um, this is still under payments. For all other exploitation of your authorized content pursuant to the rights granted in this sync distribution addendum, we will pay you an amount equal to 60% of the net amount to the use of your authorized content and actually received by us from our licensees for the licensed uses of your masters. This is kind of good. Not too bad. Not too shabby, CD baby. 60% isn't, isn't too bad. I can't argue with that. Because a lot of people, it's at 50%. But the reason why I have a caution on this, and I'll get to it once I finish the, the end of this, is because question is how active I'll, I'll put that there and then we'll jump into it 60 percent is not bad not bad at all the only thing that's not clear is does that 60 percent cover all of the sync agreement and which i believe that's what it's saying and if that's the case if that's the case 60 percent in your pocket is really not bad all right so let's jump into section seven uh, third-party clearances. Uh, here's one that, I, that really stuck out to me. All right. This is uh, section seven, paragraph A, number two. All right. So all mechanical royalties or other sums payable to music publishers and or authors or co-authors of musical compositions embodied in your authorized content from sales or other uses of your authorized content. All right. So you will be responsible for paying this is just a cautionary thing, okay? Here, this is why I started, this is one of the reasons why I started this show because I feel like a lot of producers and artists don't know how to pay people when you do stuff on TuneCore, when you distribute stuff on TuneCore and CD Baby. You, you are obligated by law, the United States government, to pay the mechanical royalties on sales, iTunes sales, downloaded, digital downloaded sales to people, to the writers, right? To the producers, to the songwriters, anybody that's involved on the publishing side. You are obligated to pay that. That's what they stated here. I only marked it in my notes as a cautionary thing so you would understand. You are liable. You must, if, if I produced a record for you, and let's say the eight of you on the all that are on right now, if you all uh, got some sales, downloads, you're supposed to pay me my mechanical because you're the record label. That's what section seven says in this contract. You're liable. They're not going to do that for you. All right? Remember that. Now, the cool thing that I like about DistroKid is that you can set that percentage aside so the system automatically pays out that's why i didn't like TuneCore. that's why i didn't like cd baby because of the royalty payout like it's very hard if you're a new artist starting out and you have to deal with all these things let's say if you're a new artist but you got a producer that's experienced and they want all their money and you don't know how to pay them distro kid is great for that all right um also all payments that may be required under any collective uh Bargaining agreements acceptable to you or any third party. This is like to AF of M, all right? American Federation of Musicians or AFTRA, which is a, uh, like let's say if you're a comedic act or something like that and you have to pay the actors their royalties because there is union fees, you're liable for that as well. If it was like, if it was like, a, like a, a literary work that was acted out and there was an audio version of it, you have to pay the union all this but most of y'all don't deal with that most of you all are producers artists musicians all that stuff all right so let's let's close this out two more clauses uh indemnification uh pending the resolution of any claim demand or action we may at our election withhold payment of any monies otherwise payable to you here under in an amount which does not exceed your potential liability to us pursuant to this section basically what it's actually saying is they can garnish all the money that you have in your account to take care of the liabilities at hand, the settlement, right? Okay, so for all you people who put out music with samples in it on these platforms, just know if someone comes for you for the sample, they can garnish all the money in your account. How do I know this? It happened to me twice, all right? Yes, I did break the law 
and I put up music with samples in it and people came claiming those samples. Came claiming, claiming the samples and this was actually not on CD Baby, it was on TuneCore and they took all of my money twice. That's what happens, all right? That's how they settle out. Like if you're a new artist and, and you, let's say you don't know and you did that, they'll just take all your money and they'll take the album down, all right? That's basically the settlement that they will do. Um, now, here's the ultimate con of the sync contract, and then you'll we'll get into why I don't like it. This is the last clause, section 12. No minimum use guarantees. You agree that CD Baby makes no guarantees regarding any minimum amount of uses or minimum payments that may be generated from the use of your authorized content pursuant to this addendum. That's why I don't like it. That's why I don't like it because when you license, it's an active thing. You have to be active in getting stuff, like, right? If I wanted to get something in the GI Joe, who's doing that at CD Baby? If I want, you know what I'm saying? Like if they bring back Rock'em Sock'em Rock Sock Robots and they play a song and let's say if it's my man Deshaun that's watching the video right now, if it's his song in the Rock'em Sock'em Robots or the G.I. Joes, who's doing that at CD Baby? Nobody. Who's actively going to the movie companies and I've never heard, I don't know of anybody who actually got a song placed in a movie that had CD Baby publishing that CD Baby actually went to go and clear. I know people who have cleared stuff with CD Baby because they actively went and sought a sync license agent. But then now, it doesn't make any sense. Why does it make any sense? Because if CD Baby doesn't actively pursue, which they don't, they just put stuff up on the internet and then they let people come and flock to their content and license it, then you actually have to go and get a sync agent like myself, we're going to take 50% and then we have to go to CD Baby and, and send your money to them and they're going to take another 40%. Doesn't make much sense when CD Baby is not actively pursuing licenses. Licenses, that, those, that's the most gangster part of the publishing business. That requires the most work and that's why I don't like the sync agreement with CD Baby because they don't actively pursue the license. They just put it up on their servers and they tell people that, hey, come and get it. But when you sign up for that sync agreement, you have to understand that that's what they do. That's why I, I, took, I took two hours to read through all these addendums to find the ins and outs of what may be or may not be a good scenario. And that's what I came up with. The percentages that they take are fine. I mean, they're pretty healthy, they're good. I'm not arguing that, I'm arguing the active part of it. All right, so let's jump into the last thing and then we're gonna jump into some news that I think can help you all going forward while you're making your new music. I want you all to be abreast on everything that's going on in the industry so you can apply all this new technology that's coming out. The good stuff that's coming out and on top of what I told you last week, something unfolded this week at Spotify that I said, okay, this is dope. This is exactly what I said last week, and here it is this week. Spotify is coming out with a new service. All right, so publishing administration addendum. This is the last addendum for CD Baby. I see some of my CD Baby friends just hopped on. Uh, I did not cover the consignment agreement that we actually discussed earlier this weekend with uh, week uh, with or last week with CDs and all that stuff. Didn't get into that. But this is the publishing administration addendum. All right, the grant of rights is the pro, all right? Hmm. Except that this grant does not include, all right, the right to grant or administer any synchronization rights for the compositions with respect to the manufacture and distribution of physical copies of the composition. The rights granted here under shall be non-exclusive. This is a pro yet though it's confusing. Um. So basically what they're saying is they're going to collect your publishing, but they're not going to be active in the sync process. The only way they're active getting you syncs, which is the active part of publishing and not the administrative part, is if you opt in. Okay. Now we'll take care of the payments here, but 
the rights that you grant are going to be non-exclusive. It's confusing because to my understanding, as I'm looking at it, the non-exclusive reasoning is because you have to go to a sync licensor. All right. So if you're going to sign up for, for synchronization from CD Baby, you got to sign up for publishing. But if you sign up for their publishing side, you don't have to sign up for synchronization. It doesn't make a healthy situation for you, the writer and the artist. All right. Here's a cautionary flag here on section A of the grant of rights for the publishing contract, all right? To register the compositions, if you have not already done so at your request and on your behalf with the relevant performance rights organizations, ASCAP, BMI, PROs, and other uh, licensing agencies, uh, example, the Harry Fox Agency, I talk about them a lot, uh, for which CD Baby may offer such registration services to third parties. All right, I got a problem with that. Because now they're collecting that and they don't have to. These accounts are free. So let me explain the breakdown of this thing. All the PROs generally take around 11%, 11 to 13% of your performance rights monies. So what's gonna happen is they're gonna take that right and then they're gonna if you let cd baby collect for you it's gonna dump it in the cd baby pot the baby because their publishing agreement takes 40 percent. they'll take 40 percent. you didn't have to do that you could have you could have gone directly to ascap and bmi all right harry fox harry fox takes and the states on their site they will take 11 and a half percent of your money no biggie but once you do it with Harry Fox, they're gonna dump it into the CD Baby pot and they're gonna take 40%. Now you're losing money at this point, all right? Music reports, because they're gonna register on your behalf there as well. Music reports will take 11% of your money and they'll dump it into the CD Baby pot because they're collecting on your behalf. They'll take their feet and they'll give you the rest. At this point, you have lost 50% of your money before you got it. How expensive is that, right? This is for all my self-published artists out here. I'm trying to help you keep all the money in your pocket, all right? Here's another cautionary thing. At your request or with your permission to do or allow others to do the following, um, you're granting these rights, just to be clear. You grant them uh, the rights to uh, substitute new titles for any and for any of the compositions. Uh, to uh, to make any arrangement, adaptation, translation. Well, that's that's standard publishing stuff because you may need to make different mixes for certain things. Uh, but the the titling of it, I don't like that because didn't say. It says to substitute new titles for any of the compositions. Didn't say retitle. That's different. I don't know where these songs could go with a new title, or where they're going. It didn't clearly address that, so that's a cautionary flag for me. Uh, it's not clear. Uh, but here's a pro. All right, here's an, an under the grant of rights in the publishing contract. To make or cause to be made and to license others to redistribute or manufacture your masters on digital and physical mediums, but excluding any synchronization rights synchronization rights if applicable are covered by the cd baby sync uh, addendum so if you didn't sign in and sign up for the sync agreement then all of the synchronization rights haven't been touched yet all right here's a cautionary flag under the grant of rights in the publishing agreement with cd baby uh you're granting them the right to sub license any or all of the rights granted herein to any persons or entities just something to watch CD Baby doesn't disclose who they give sub-licenses to, which means that, like I said earlier in the stream, they can then in turn take it from CD Baby and give it to Joe Blow, Hootie and the Blowfish, Mike Mike, you know, LaRonda, all of them. They can do all of that without your consent. They just, because they just dumped it in there and you don't know where it's going. You just hope you get some money back. All right, that's just a cautionary flag. It's not like it doesn't happen with a lot of publishing companies. Every publishing company has its claws. But with the big people like CD Baby, I'm just looking out for it. That's all.
All right. You also grant them the right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, let's get that because that's the same thing. They kind of repeated some stuff in these agreements. All right. So after the term and exploitation period, this is one pro that I like. All right. We shall continue to have the right to collect all income payable in respect of the exploitations of the compositions that were uh, earned during or before the term and or exploitation period for a period of one year after the exploitation period for such composition. Basically, what it's saying is that after you terminate the thing or after the term and the exploitation period, they can continue to collect everything and all monies, like all placements. It's even in my contract. After, you know, for anything that they got placed or whatever like that for one year after the, you know, the exploitation period has ended. All right. We'll come back to that period because we didn't get the termination yet. Um, writer, this is for section three on the publishing deal. The writer may not assign or transfer writer's account rights, obligations or interest under this agreement to anyone else unless otherwise agreed in writing by CD Baby, any assignment, encumbrance, or other transfer of writer's interest in any compositions will remain subject to this agreement during the term and exploitation period. A purported assignment, encumbrance, or other transfer not in accordance with this paragraph will be voided and without effect in abnitio, which abnitio is Latin for from the beginning. Alright? So, you, you just have to let them know basically all right you you if you want to transfer your writers rights to somebody just let cd baby know at that stupid cd baby email cd baby at cdbaby.com like who's going to really see that over there section four uh fees let's jump into that um the administration deal for cd baby is pretty good fees i'm not arguing with that all right uh, for the administration fee is 15% of gross receipts. Okay. Um, you know what? Let me clear this up. I was telling you about the percentage for Harry Fox music reports. I was, I was quoting the, uh, synchronization agreement for publishing Harry Fox music reports, BMI, all that's publishing. So that will get dumped over to CD baby and they will take 15%. So instead of 50%, you're looking at about 25% of your monies across the board gone in any one of those accounts. All right. So the 15% is good. That's standard publishing administration. I'm not arguing that. That's decent. All right. Let's move on. Um, payment of net income and accounting. Monies received by or credited to CD Baby directly attributable to exploitation of the compositions in the United States, states shall be calculated at source. That means all the money that flows in will be calculated here. Now, if you can picture this, if money flows in from overseas to America, then the money that comes in, it's going to be touched. So don't think that it's not. It's somebody's going to touch it overseas. But when they get it, the accounting that happened, it will be accounted here at source. They will not pay you or account for monies that was lost or touched in administration services overseas. It's just a cautionary thing. It's not necessarily a pro or a con. It happens. Okay. Termination. Here's the great part. Uh, the term will automatically renew quarterly uh, for three additional month periods, each renewal term. That's pretty good. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. That's, that's not bad. Not bad. It's better than, you know, how some people, some, some of you all get janky contracts and the term says it will renew. And when it renews, you have another two years in the contract. Well, CD baby says, well, every quarter will renew it after your initial one year. So that's not bad. Who I'm not arguing that point. I like that. Uh, unless you terminate prior to the end of the previous term by sending them an email with, uh, with the subject line, CD baby pro cancellation Two. here's another stupid email publishing at cdbaby.com. This one I'm, I'm assuming is less trafficked. All right. So, uh, with the request to cancel along with your email address and CD baby user ID, a cancellation notice. Here is a red con flag. Check it out. 
everything was honky dory until I got to section E of the termination agreement. I mean, termination section of the publishing agreement. The following sections will survive any termination of this addendum. This is laughable. The following sections will survive any termination of this addendum. Sections one and two for the duration of any applicable applicable exploitation periods and sections three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and 10, right? After the term and exploitation period, we shall continue to have the right, but not the obligation to collect all income payable in respect of exploitations of the compositions that was earned during or before the term and or exploitation period. We will continue to account to you for all such income. Okay, usually a publisher will say, hey, a collection period may go up to about two years, right? And at that point, you can't collect anymore. What CD Baby is saying is that they will then now collect into the future for however much money is left on the collection collection for forever however long they want to but they don't have the obligation to but believe me they will because they stated it right in respect to the term or exploitation period all right depending on what was done in that term they will keep collecting and collecting and collecting even though i took stuff down from my tune core account I had like like four or five albums on my TuneCore account and took it down. It's still collecting money. I don't know how. Like it's I know that's the term they have to collect on, but somehow it's still collecting money. Some of the stuff I took down a year ago already. I don't even I don't get it. It's weird. 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 I don't like that. I feel like as a publisher, there should be a stopping point at some point. And only let's say if you place it in a movie television show toy or greeting card where you still get residuals off of that until it's done but to just keep collecting for the simple fact to say that it was there that's where it comes it boils down to the point where it's like you don't know where the songs went when they said they would change the title they didn't stress what that meant okay retitles are are a friend they can be a, a very good friend they didn't state retitle they said change the title, something to that magnitude. All right, let's uh, let's skip over, and we're almost done. Actually, we're done with this. Um, uh, this is the limitations and liabilities, uh, the disclaimer part of the contract. Uh, CD Baby's liability to you for any cause whatsoever, and regardless of the form of the action, will at all times be limited uh, to the amount paid, if any, by you to CD Baby for the publishing services. All right, that's you know. That's as much as their liability will go. How much you earned, and that's about it. All right, 10, that's just, that's just a little cautionary flag. Section 10, here's another cautionary. Uh, you acknowledge that any exploitation, exploitation of the compositions are speculative and that CD Baby cannot guarantee that the compositions will be exploited. All right, at all, exploited. They can't guarantee that at all or that any net income will be generated or even earned hereunder. That's a cautionary flag, but right after that sentence in section 10, says you waive all claims and warrant, represent and agree that you will not make any claim nor will any liability be imposed upon CD Baby based upon a claim that more net income could have been generated or better business achieved than that which was actually generated or achieved by CD Baby and or its licensees. I don't like that. And I told you, and I told you back on the uh, the sync agreement, it kind of stated that. What it basically says is, hey, look, man, we're just gonna kind of throw it up on some servers for people who need music, but we're not gonna actively sync, uh, sync this stuff for you. I mean, we're gonna tell you we're gonna do this to get more money, and we will get more money. Sure, they're getting more money. But licensing to me, and I'm passionate about it, is actively seeking these licenses. Any baby is not doing that. They're sitting back and letting you do the work, and they're collecting your publishing, and you thinking, hey man, I'm getting my publishing taken care of. No, you're not. Because when I can sit up here and tell you to go register with Sound Exchange, your PRO, Harry Fox, Music Reports, 
Um, um, what am I missing? I'm missing something. Oh, and have your publisher's account with your PRO? You can, you can keep a lot of money in your pocket. So, but they're basically telling you they're not going to do any extra work. All right, man, that was that was my pros and cons of the distro and pub sync agreement. Now, let's get into some cool stuff, some news, man. I think y'all can use this. Last week, or was it the week before, I said that Spotify had a, they had a, um, a situation where they had a beta test mode where people could upload stuff directly to Spotify. And I think it was like two weeks ago something like that i mentioned it and you can actually it it ran for a little bit it was earlier this year came out of last year and they were running it for a little bit um but they took it down it was in beta test but didn't make it past beta and they were letting select artists upload directly to spotify all right but they took the test down and i was saying to myself i said this is going to come back they're going to bring this back it's just that people aren't ready to upload directly to spotify yet it hasn't really made total sense to the public consciousness. But here's one thing that they did bring up. All right, this is a new press release. Spotify is developing developing a stories feature for its playlist. All right, the only way you can get the stories is if you're a verified artist. This is cool. They're going to take socially. They're going to start to move artists. If artists can go and move socially into Spotify and Apple Music directly, Apple Music tried this. It was just too early. Everybody was on Facebook and Instagram. They were there. But as the the public consciousness of playlisting kicks up and you're sharing more and more music from Apple Music and Spotify, Spotify having a stories function on it allows people who really love music and let me be clear for your for you artists out there the people who playlist your music and the people who keep coming back to spotify those are the first users the early adopters right they will come to spotify and they will indulge in everything you have they want to see the merch you have on there they want to see the shows you have on there now with the stories function that's coming it's in development but it's coming this will be great, all right? Reason why it will be great is because now you can directly talk to your fans, not on Instagram, but where you want them to be, okay? No, you do not, no. Check, uh, Brian, to verify your Spotify account, you go to artist.spotify.com and then you sign up for an account, that's it. All right, and they're gonna ask you a couple questions to verify some things. They may need a picture of your ID to verify it's you or something like that. But that's all you do. You don't need a CD Baby account. Just go directly to Spotify. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's getting to the point where artists will go directly into Apple Music, directly into Spotify. And everybody else will fall by the wayside. Right? Apple Music and Spotify have already, I think last week, it said that they invested something like 300. No, Spotify uh, bought anchor the podcast app uh application the dis- distributor to put podcasts on different servers they bought them for 300 million people are going i'm uploading my podcast directly to spotify like it's just going right in at this point so instead of going to cd baby we'll go directly to um spotify they said they had an issue like distributors had issues with it spotify said that you know it's you know we felt that our distributors have been doing a really great job you know spotify they're they're gangster with it man they're 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 tough people and i feel like they will eventually kick around cd baby and TuneCore again at a later date and open it up for the public again and say hey upload your music directly when that happens man it's it's over with it's over with the labels lost when spotify came into play when iTunes came into play, they lost because they didn't do this stuff. And now Spotify and Apple Music are the labels. You don't need, the only thing you need is a playlister, somebody who knows how to playlist stuff and run some promotion for you. And you got a one-stop shop record label. $5,000 and an album, you know, with some artwork will get you there. 
So, or well, at least it'll get you. It'll get you going. You may need a little more, but you can start your process. So that was one key thing that I saw. Hey, anybody got any questions? Go ahead and drop them in the comment section. I'll answer any questions right now. Um, for anybody that has anything that they have on their mind uh, that they want to have answered, you've been having some difficulties about your music business. Let me know. Drop it in the comment section, um, and I will answer it for you. Also, Apple Music, if you didn't know, they actually bought Shazam last year. So, um, Apple Music will launch a new chart within the program that will put the Discovery Top 50 from Shazam into Apple Music so you can see what people are actually looking for and trying to discover. A cool tidbit of news. Um, this could be, this is powerful. Very powerful for Apple. Um, also, the integration of Siri. Siri being uh, with with Shazam will allow you to say, hey Siri, what's that song? And it's even more and more powerful with the technology from Shazam being embedded into Apple Music. So I think that's great. Um, hold on, got a question coming in here. I can't see. I got a cracked iPhone. Like, like on the Instagram, this is funny. I, I got to slide it up because I can't see the questions. Um, when should you... When should should you do splits immediately after the session? That's a good question. When should you do your split sheet? Me personally, um, if I'm working with the artist, I do this now. I was for me, it was cool because um, I wasn't really, I never, I never used to do split sheets before. But as I got older, I said, you know what? I'm getting a little tired of not having this business together. So let me just introduce my whole contract <laughs> in the beginning and let me tell you the rules of the game up front. That way, everybody's cool. Hey, look, this is the producer royalty I'm seeking, and this is kind of the ballpark of the splits. It may change during the session, but this is the ballpark figure. I like to do it up front, but if you don't get it done up front, at least get it done sometime in the session. Make it known that, hey, we're going to have to talk about, you know, the splits. Let's just address it. Because after the session, you know, Mike, Mike, you know, all them, they're going to forget that the splits actually are what, who wrote what. They'll forget that. Oh, you know, I, I think I, I, yeah, man. It can happen either immediately after the session or it can actually happen at the point where it's actually going to get in somewhere down the line. And you'll say, oh, it's going to come out on that album. What? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know I wrote um I wrote like that little part, you know, that's that's at least another two, three percent. Now I think we should, and then now you have a battle. Take care of your split sheet somewhere in that session. Or if you if you feel like it's necessary, address it at the beginning. But for me, when I choose and I work with artists and I select those artists, I let them know, hey, this is my production contract, this is what it is. Now, when you deal with major label producers, they do that. People that are seasoned, they do the producer contract up front because, all right, because you don't know what type of record contract the artist actually has. The, the artist could have a three-quarter record contract, but the producer wants a full rate. Artist needs to know that to see if they can afford the producer or if their contract can afford the producer. Doesn't mean that they can't pay for the beat, but on the back end, the contract may be a little conflicting with what the producer wants. People who are seasoned do this early. They don't even get started. Now, sometimes if you're friends and you're cool, you may just go in the studio, wah, 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 you work a little bit, great. But handle your split sheet somewhere in that session. All right, any more questions, drop them in the comment section right here. Uh, let's see, what does it say? Uh, let's say the session is done, all right? And you have a liaison handling the situation. How long should you wait for splits? Get the splits done immediately. There's a splits, matter of fact, let me go to Billboard. There's a splits app that's out now, and I'm not endorsing this splits app, but it's out. I think it's called Splits. Funny. Split sheet app is called Splits. Um... Yeah, it's just called splits. And I don't know if, if I can on Instagram you all I can turn my camera around on Instagram. But it's called splits. I don't know if you can see that right there. 
It's a split sheet app. Only thing you need is people's emails. You put it in and everybody gets these splits, all right? So I haven't used the split sheets app. I'm just telling you it's out there. You can go check that out. But I think that if you use the split sheet app, I feel that like everybody will feel great about it. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, let's see, check this one out. The, I think I heard, uh, Brian, I think I might've heard of the labs before. Hold on, let me see what the labs is. The labs.com. The labs.com. Where music creators go to create. Hmm, automatic song splits. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that looks pretty cool. Yeah, all right, so there's a there, uh, shout out to Brian Irby. Uh, he said, go check out thelabs.com. That's another split sheet. They have pricing here. What are their prices? Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to get into that. Oh, wait a minute. Project ownership secured by blockchain. Hmm. Interesting. That's very interesting. Thanks, Brian. I'll check this out. I'll check this out. I like the whole blockchain and the smart contract stuff that's coming in. That's where my mind is right now. You know, it's, it, Bitcoin is great, but blockchain technology is like, I don't think once it becomes mainstream, the world will totally be changed. Um, okay. Um, now someone, uh, Jay Nolan, yo, can you drop, drop your, uh, drop the event in the comment section, man. I see you on here. So drop, drop what's going on in the comment section, section. Let people know what you got going on, man. Um, next month. Uh, oh, Instagram Live is kicking me off. I didn't even know I've been on here for like an hour. Hey, look, Instagrammers, if you are on Instagram right now and you can drop over to Facebook, well, actually, I'll hop back on. They'll cut me off in two minutes. Um, and then I'll put you all back on. All right, but uh, Facebook will keep the party going. All right, so yeah, I'm going to check this out. But yeah, you all get your splits done in the session. Get them done in the session, man, because when you leave, you're going to forget what happened. And at least, at least take detailed notes and minutes in, in the session. Or if you have an assistant with you, have them take notes of the session and get everybody's emails. It, that's the very least. But I feel like, I feel like you can at least take care of the splits in the session. I don't feel like, if you feel that people will feel a little perturbed about saying what percentage they want in the session, then I don't feel like you should work with those people, right? Because if you get that feeling, then you're probably not ready for this industry yet. Because I don't know if I should not. Because it's going to take the dog spirit in you to say, hey, look, let's get these splits taken care of. That's all it is. Just be upfront. Be frank about it. All right. Oh, 37 seconds. Oh, that was still the same question. Anyway, um, so next month, I'll announce it here. It's just been announced. I will be working with Jay Nolan at the Songwriter Social here in Atlanta. So you can catch me speaking there on music rights and publishing and starting your own self-published record company and publishing company. All right, I'm quite sure I'll be joined by some others. But catch me, that's September 19th, 6 p.m., Pont City Market, Georgia, uh, uh, the General Assembly there. All right? Um, you all, it's been real. It's 9.30. I got to go. I got stuff I got to do. However, check out the music library. It's fully launched. I'm still onboarding songs. If you want to submit stuff to the music library, you can. Go to district24music.com and click the Submit Music tab. All right? Submit it there, I'll take a listen to it, and if it's good, we'll get it uploaded to the server, and we'll get it out to these supervisors. Like I said, the reason why I started the library in the first place was because at one point, I started getting too many placements, and I ran out of material. So I figured, why not, let's get some other people in and, 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 and get this going, and because I have a little bit more access, let's help you all out, get some TV syncs and all that stuff. So. Go to district24music.com, hit the submit music button, and drop all your information in there, and we'll get you uh, set up with the library and ready to go, so we can see if we can get you some syncs popping, all right? Until next week, I'm out. I will talk to you all later, all right? 
Check the recap tomorrow. Check throughout the week for all the recaps. Podcast will be up. Article will be up tomorrow. All my notes and stuff that you can see that I read today. They'll be up. Uh, follow me on Instagram at CaseyGram underscore 24. And then also follow the library page at District 24 Music. This has been a great, wonderful show. I'm thirsty. I will talk to you all later. All right. Peace.